Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Rosie. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> so you're born in San Francisco, right? Yeah, I'm from San Francisco. Are your parents from there as well? My mom grew up in the Bay Area. My dad's from Denver. Mm-hmm. So kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they've always been so interested in music, especially like your mom, right? In your upbringing. Yeah. Well, my mom um, just like loves music. She's just like a fan of it. And it's still always like hip to things. Like she got me like Adele's three song EP when I was in high school. I was like 16. And she like was like, I heard this amazing singer. I think you'll like her. She yeah. was like hip to her early. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do they do? Uh, my dad is a professor at Stanford, mm-hmm. and my mom. She, oh, what does he teach? He teaches like public policy and healthcare. Not oh. at all music. <laughs> Very different. Um, and my mom just works in the arts a lot around the Bay Area. When you were listening to like Amy Winehouse, did you find that yourself, or like how did you, or would they show it to you? I don't remember. My guess would be my mom. Honestly, would have found Amy Winehouse before me, but. I don't remember. I remember the feeling of hearing her for the first time and being mm-hmm. like, oh, like, that's how I can do what I want to do, you know? Because I always yeah. wanted to, I always wanted to sing soul songs, um, but I had, like, a tendency to write more, like, pop stuff, and I just didn't really know how those two worlds could coexist for me, and then I heard Amy, and I was like, oh, that's how, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you sang, like, Jewel in your, like, high, no, it was not even, it was, like, primary school what was it like early on when jewel? I jewel oh my god jewel yeah girl you know so much I <laughs> sang a jewel song in the first grade talent show and that's when I decided to be a singer yeah I was like okay that's what I'm gonna be yeah I loved jewel mm-hmm. growing up how else would you describe yourself back then growing up how would I describe myself yeah um I think I was kind of restless like I was like kind of never really satisfied as a kid I was I would scream a lot and never like totally comfortable I was like, there were so many things I wanted to do, I think is the way it felt mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and I was like, really perf- like a performer, always, yeah. always. Were you in drama? Yeah, and I was like a dancer. I just oh, like, wanted wow. to be performing. There's like so many home videos of me and my mom just like, following me around, like making up songs. Oh, that's so cute. They're, it's they're such insane. a close relationship with your mom. Yeah, well she's, you know, she definitely is the, uh, like, the artist in my family. The, that's where I got that from, mm-hmm. for sure. And were they always like, open to you doing singing music. or and they were always very supportive of me like being creative mm-hmm. um for sure I think it maybe the fact that I wanted to do it professionally maybe made them nervous just mm-hmm. because they're not in the industry at all they don't really know that much about how it works I think it's a little scary if you don't it just sounds so impossible but now that now they're completely supportive yeah yeah did your dad ever push you academically yeah, definitely. My dad always cared about school. He always said, like, treat school like your job, which I actually am grateful for because it taught me just a basic work ethic. Like, whatever it is you're working on, like, do it really well. Um, I learned that probably from him just with the way he was... Like, we could never miss school. We never, like, took an yeah. extra day for, like, Christmas Same. break or something. Like, always <laughs> had to be at school. But, I mean, I learned how to work hard, so it's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. Did you like school? I did like school. I never really cared that much about my grades. That wasn't really, mm-hmm. I wanted to be a singer, so I didn't really care. Yeah. But I always liked to learn. I still really like to learn. But you did well, right? I did pretty well, yeah. yeah. Um, I did pretty well in school. Yeah, I like school. <laughs> I miss school. 
I didn't graduate <laughs> college, so maybe I'll go back. <laughs> yeah. Other than music, what were your favorite subjects back then growing up? Uh, I always liked English, probably because I like to write mm -hmm. in general. And I, I mean, I, I was obviously I like to write songs, but I always wrote like little short stories and poems. My whole life, I always liked to write. So English was fun. I liked history just because that like makes sense to me. Like talking about people and the way that things came to be. Like that's mm -hmm. just a pretty. That's like very accessible That's kind of from to me. Like dad's side, right? What he's interested in. Maybe, yeah. His is his like politics. Yeah. I still like politics now. Yeah, math and science I didn't like as much. <laughs> <laughs> and then what made you want to go to USC to study? Well, I didn't really want to go to college, honestly, because as much as I love school, I just want to be a singer. So I was like, what's the why would I go to school? But this program, this brand new program at USC, this popular music major, appeared the year that I was applying to schools, um, which was really fortuitous because my parents really wanted me to go to college. And this, this, like, this school was amazing. It's like, it was incredible, incredible music education. And like, that's kind of where I got all my original, my first jobs as background singing. Like my first background oh. singing jobs came through that and I get signed for the first time kind of through that. So it ended mm. up being a really, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually before college, where was your career at? Or like, what were you doing? Were you like making a lot of your own music? Like did yeah. you learn how to do it all yeah. yourself? I mean, I recorded like my first original music I think my senior year of, of high school, mm -hmm. I recorded. I mean, I, I had been rec like recording original music always, but like in a real way. My senior year of college, my voice teacher in San Francisco helped me put it together. Amber Morris, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but then, I mean, nothing really. Like I, I got my first job my sophomore year at, at USC. I got my first job as a background singer for Sergio Mendez mm -hmm. from like Brazil 66. And then I got my second job as a background singer for Don Henley. That was all not until I was like 19. So high yeah. school I wasn't really, I was just, I was like playing random ass shows places, but not in a substantial way. Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. Oh, so you're already figuring out how to get her name out there by doing the shows. I was trying, but San Francisco, um, I don't know about now, but growing up like so much creativity, so much artistry, but not a lot of performance opportunity. Now, it wasn't, it's not like LA. I got to LA and I was like, oh, like, where it happens, you know? Yeah. And then, I guess the first big thing was the email that you got. Yeah. <laughs> from Adam. Yeah, from Adam Levine. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, he heard a song that I wrote and basically was like, I don't have a label, but I'll start one if you'll be on it. Do you know how he even, like, <laughs> how that, that happened? song? Yeah, I mean, it's like through a series of people. Oh. I was writing a song with a... I wrote a song with a friend of a friend. Oh, no, no, wait. I wrote a song with his friend, basically, and his manager heard it and then sent it to Adam. And Were you scared, like, doing so many huge tours, I guess, at that age? The tours? Yeah. Um, I remember, like, my, the third show I ever did with Maroon 5, um, back when I, I would just do the Christina Aguilera part. I would do mm -hmm. a couple duets every night with them. Um, my third show was at Madison Square Garden. And I'm like 21. What even? <laughs> and they don't need to rehearse that much because they've been playing these songs like forever and they're like family. <laughs> so we'd rehearse maybe once or twice, I swear. And I remember like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a shot backstage. I need a shot. I, can't. I took like a shot of tequila because I was so nervous. Um, and then it was like the best feeling in the world. Very similar to that first grade experience singing Jewel, but in a bigger scale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looking back, do you wish you like had more time to develop yourself? Um, you know, it was like yeah. from just doing our own songs to all the way like Madison yeah. Square Garden. Like that's a really you miss out like oh, I think three years that people go through with like troubles. Yeah, and that's that's perceptive. Themselves. That's really perceptive. I think 
I think I had to end up doing that the past two years. Like mm-hmm. I, like it's true. I kind of got carried up, picked up in this crazy whirlwind that didn't necessarily like really foster my development as an artist, which was I needed. I definitely needed that. And so I think the past two years have been all about that. They've been all about like really like finding myself and figuring out who I want to sound like and what I want to say and what's my point of view. And it's true. I I definitely did miss out on it. At the time, I was like, I'm having so much fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always knew. I always knew that 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 there was a there was a step that had been skipped mm-hmm. that I would probably need to come back to at some point. Yeah. Other than doing the few like training with them, did you have your own training because you were going from like these small performances to like knowing how yeah. even your voice it's like different, right? The way you sing to like huge crowds. Yeah. Um I mean, the way I like prepared just as a singer, like I didn't necessarily know what I was preparing for, but I used to learn like live Beyonce albums and live Aretha Franklin albums note for mm-hmm. note. I would just like over Christmas breaks, I come home and I'd like replay their runs over and over again and learn each little run to be exact, like the, to do exactly like they did, just because I figured if like I can do what they can do, then I can do what anyone can. Like if I can, if I could figure out what all my favorite singers do, then I'll have the option to do whatever I want. So I was like, thank God I did that before these tours, because mm-hmm. it's true. Once you get on those big stages, it's a whole different feeling. And fortunately, I had that as like a foundation, I think, to to step off of um but then I used to I remember <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing but I remember <laughs> I got like video of me of like my performances um with Maroon 5 and I would watch in my hotel rooms and like critique myself and then like um I, I have like some hidden somewhere for no one size but mine <laughs> I have like photo with videos of me like being like I don't like how I did this like I like how I did like I just was like very specific because Whoa. it's true I didn't really know how to perform on stages that big and I needed to like watch it to see what was what looked natural and what looked like I was really uncomfortable you know mm-hmm. and was this like during college or yeah yeah college. so this was also, this was your second year that you like this Got was the, the. no. I think the tours weren't until my senior year oh. of college. I was like eighteen. I mean, yeah. nineteen. I was like twenty-one. Yeah. When you were signing to his label, did you have like a, your own team yet? Yeah. So um, yeah, I had a, I had management, but it was all connected. It was kind of all one thing. Oh, so it all happened at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It all happened at the same moment, basically. Mm-hmm. How did you choose that you wanted to be with them? Well, at the time, I didn't really have. I was like a 19-year-old college student and like the biggest pop star in the world emailed me like there was no real mm-hmm. competing offer, you know. <laughs> that was probably the best possible thing I could get. Yeah. Um, once we parted ways, I definitely took my time meeting people and like really trying to figure out what it is that I wanted out of a team. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, like I kind of got like a a manager, a label and a lawyer overnight when I was when I was a teenager, and I didn't necessarily get a real picture of like what my options were. So, mm-hmm. when that time came, I definitely took my time. Yeah. What did people. you learn from being with Adam and doing such things at a big scale? Um, well, I learned so much from Adam. He's um, such an amazing performer. Like I learned from watching him every night, and then literally I had to like literally keep up with him on stage every night, and I learned about like energy and like connection with the audience in a way that I can't even really describe it was just like a physical thing that I got to learn from being there with him um how about in terms of like knowing what you're looking for with their new team after the joining oh like what kind of yeah. yeah I think what I needed to do was I needed to figure out who I was 
when that relationship ended, I needed to listen to the voice in my head that was like, there's more to you as a writer, there's more to you as an artist than you know yet, than you're fully expressing yet. And I needed somebody who could really understand how to help me in that process, um, which is my new manager, Ben Singer. I'm signed to his label, Small mm -hmm. Giant. Um, he's like amazing at that, at like truly like developing writers, like artist writers, to express themselves as authentically as possible. Like I'd say that's like his bread and butter. Mm -hmm. How did you meet him? We just got set up in a meeting. My lawyer just set it up. Oh. I think it was my first or second meeting, um, and I sang a Prince song in his office. <laughs> and he was like, "Can you hang out the rest of the day?" And then I and then I, I wanted to meet everybody else, so I kind of like played hard to get for a month <laughs> while I met everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> And what was it like working on the Hunger Games? The Hunger Games, that was so crazy. I was like a full college student. It was just super surreal. Um, I'm really fun. That song is beautiful. Adam's voice is so beautiful. It was so fun to sing on it as a harmony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> was that, but Kendrick Lamar was like a separate thing, right? That was separate. So Kendrick, it's funny, that, that version, I think it might somewhere, be somewhere sneaky on the internet, but it's, <laughs> it was never officially released. He did a, he did a, like a feature on one of my songs and it was unbelievable and we like made a whole music video that never got released so I got to meet him which was so cool that, that's so funny it's like one of the like, highlights of my career that no one else really got to experience unfortunately mm -hmm. but hey <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> yeah and what did your parents think of you dropping out of USC at that point they were fine with it because I, yeah. I never actually dropped out I just was part time for two oh. years so I like walked to graduation oh and so you did graduate picture, I didn't I, I mean I didn't technically but there's like pictures of me in the cap and gown and like oh. they let you walk if you're only a semester away so I only oh. have one semester left <laughs> at this point at that point they're like it was my I was full time working as a singer I went to music school it's not like the degree from music school is going to like change my life oh, you know yeah, that's true so fortunately no one really minded mm -hmm. yeah was it difficult, like, financially after, like, getting out of school and, like, doing everything on your own again? Um, you know, it's funny, like, uh, the private events are amazing, but mm -hmm. as, like, an artist, like, they just, like, like, they could sustain me for a year just playing a handful of private parties. I would, like, play a tour and not make any money, like, break even on tour sometimes, mm -hmm. and then play a handful of private events, and it's, like, you're fine. Yeah. So it depends on the year. Mm-hmm. But, and I, I, had, I had help. I was very lucky. I had help from family and stuff. So yeah. it wasn't, yeah. Do you see your initial funds, funds still come from like the Maroon 5 days? Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's a combination. That was something that was amazing for me, you know, because I kind of disappeared from, from the, a little bit from the world. Not that anyone was really paying attention, but like from my <laughs> world, Instagram and whatever. I mm -hmm. disappeared for like a couple of years. And when I came back, I didn't really know how people were going to respond. I knew the music was pretty different from some of the older music I had released and it had been a while and I had no idea if they were still going to care and it's just been like so amazing that so many of those people that I met on Maroon oh, 5 wow. tour still That's so cool. cared and they're still paying attention and they still support me and love the songs so mm -hmm. yeah it's been amazing and not just it's not just Maroon 5 I also I did like Gavin DeGraw tour and Owl City tour and mm. um, a lot of those a lot of those fans became my fans and Kelly Clarkson fans oh, from yeah. that tour and um Obviously, my friend Scott from Pentatonix, we collaborated a bunch, and he's like the most supportive friend ever. So it's kind of an amazing group of fans I think I've accumulated from some of my relationships with other artists. And what was the decision to do the YouTube video announcing your change in direction? Oh, you know, I think it was just, it had been two years since I, when I'd been kind of silent, and it just felt like 
I don't know, like if I were, if I were to think of all of my fans out there as my friends, if I had some big news, I would like tell my friends, like, just so you know, like, I've entered a new phase in my life and this new stage musically and I don't know, it just felt like a nice thing to say to everybody. I just wanted to kind of clue them in on yeah. what was going on. <laughs> yeah. And you were actually like scared to sign with another label again, right? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like I attribute it to like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like falling in love again after a bad breakup. You know, you know, you know how things can turn sour, mm-hmm. like even no matter how good they, they are when they begin. So it's a scary thing, and like, you know, the industry just changes all the time, and it's hard to predict, and all that stuff. There's so many like, so many fears in my mind, and I'm just like a natural overthinker. So <laughs> I was kind of going down every possibility. But the truth is, Small Giant is just a completely different group of people than the last people I worked with, um, and it's all it's all about you know. It, it ended. Up, I just knew I knew it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. And your song Never Over You is a reflection of your personal life. Yes. Like you, your ex-boyfriend back then. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what was your decision to like put um, yourself out there so much and the story behind the song? You know, it was never a decision to be that personal. <laughs> it's just like when you're writing, I wrote so many songs. I was writing like every day. It just, it feels better for me to just tell like my most to share my deepest emotions. That's like what songwriting is for for me. So I kind of forgot in a weird way, I kind of forgot these songs were ever gonna be heard. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like in my little world writing songs um, about like whatever I wanted to say, all my deepest feelings and like secrets. (laughs) And then to release them has like been a little scary just because I'm really sharing a lot of my life. But at the same time, Every, all of my heroes, all my musical heroes, like shared their personal lives, and that's what's inspired me my whole life. So I'm like, I'm also proud of that. Mm-hmm. I'm proud that they're so personal. But yeah, it definitely was a little like, okay, I'm gonna. T- I mean, like, and the songs that are coming are even worse. Oh, like really? they're so personal. Yeah, and he knows it's all about him. <laughs> yeah, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> and what are what are they about? Uh, well, we, got, we haven't really gotten to the breakup songs yet. Oh. Okay, See, never yeah. over you know, Bottle or like breakup looming songs (laughs) (laughs) foreshadowing but the breakup songs are coming yeah (laughs) how do you think you've grown as a person since when you started um I mean I just know myself so much better than I knew myself then high school so I mean I don't know some people maybe just know themselves always but I didn't and um I kind of feel like I'm finally the age that I've always felt like I was. Like yeah. I've always kind of felt like a girl in her 20s. Yeah, so I kind of just like I kind of just finally feel a little bit more comfortable in my own skin, especially over the past two years where I spent so much time writing that just involved like so much introspection and so much like self-awareness to write songs that are that personal that I just kind of feel like a, like a a plus that whole experience was I just know myself so much better than I did two years ago, mm-hmm. which is why I feel like I tell my friends. When they're upset, I'm like, try writing a poem. And they're like, that's not what I do. Really. That's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do. Oh, my God. Oh. What do you say have been your biggest challenges? When you're writing for months and months and months, it's so the opposite of performing. It's so the opposite of being on tour. It's such a weird thing where those feel like you couldn't have two more different experiences. Like, one is, like, totally secluded, and it's just about your feelings, and you're all alone. And one is, like, share with the world. Mm-hmm. People are asking you questions all the time. Everything's, <laughs> like, you're, you're never alone. Um, and there's a moment 
that I, that I could get into where I've been writing for months and months and months where I haven't written a good song in a while. If I haven't written a good song in a while, it's just like that is so hard to believe that you're going to write a good song again when you're in yeah. that little cave. Um, that's probably been the hardest. And, and the thing is about that is that happens all the time. I'm still writing all the time. I'm a, I'm a songwriter. I'm always writing. And I still have months where I don't write a song that I like. And you, I start to think, like, maybe I don't really know how to do this. Hmm. And that's always really hard. And then eventually, I mean, so far at least, I'll eventually <laughs> write one <laughs> that I'm proud of. And, um, it, like, that one song makes it all worth it. And you're like, oh, my God, great. I'm, this is amazing. I love writing songs. And you, like, forget <laughs> yeah. how miserable you've been. What does success look like to you? That's a great question. Um, success to me... It's all about connecting with people. Like, the thing that I'm addicted to, I think, is the feeling of connection with a total stranger. Like, they hear me sing, or they hear a song of mine, and they feel, like, understood, and they feel like we have something that we're, we're we have, we've felt the same things. Mm -hmm. That moment is, like, ugh, my favorite moment. So, as much of that as possible is success for me. Um, Ideally, I, I would be in a place where I could go anywhere in the world and play a show and people would come. Yeah. That's my dream. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, I just love, love, love to perform so much. And I just would like to be able to do it whenever I want. So mm -hmm. um, it's kind of that simple. Yeah. Yeah. What does love mean to you? Love. That's a really good question, too. Damn, girl, with the deep question. <laughs> love. <laughs> um... I was gonna say trust, but you can love someone you don't trust. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, yeah. Like, you can. Oh my god, you're actually so right. Damn. <laughs> um, I think love is this kind of. Uh, for me, it's a little bit hard to explain. It's like not always based in um, reason, and it's not always based in logic. And it's it's you know what it is. This is why love is so hard for me too. It is the opposite of control. Like, yes, it's the opposite of, <laughs> of holding on. It's like fully mm -hmm. letting go to something mm -hmm. and completely putting or setting yourself up for like complete and utter misery, <laughs> um, which I just avoided for so long because you can feel it when you feel like I can see this happen to my friends when I watch them falling in love for the first time or when it happened to me, like it's fucking scary because you know, you, the, the, how the feeling is so good that you can mm -hmm. only imagine yeah. the other side of it um so yeah it's like the opposite of control I guess is what I'd say mm -hmm. which is a good thing I've learned that it is yeah. a good thing <laughs> last question what do you want to be remembered for Ooh. um I want to be remembered for telling the truth mm -hmm. um I want to be remembered for being really honest about whatever it is I'm singing about or talking about and I want to be remembered for being a really hard worker. Yeah. I yeah. love that. This is awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Thank you. It was so fun. Bye. <laughs>